Today's intention is to reset and recharge when the time is needed. Many of us often get boggled with mind clutter, you know, things that are out of our control, and we get frazzled. And obviously, I'm speaking from experience. And what I realized this morning when I woke up and I I did my breath work, I try to think of what is an intention for today. It's coincidental I'm doing the show. Is I have to reset and recharge, and I feel that this is a great way. It's simple. Just take a breath, say I'm reset, and then do some activity to charge yourself up. So like for me, I went for a nice swim. Um, that's my one of my favorite activities to recharge myself, and then I conquer the day. Like I am right here, right now with you. Hey, it's Bobby. Welcome to Student of Intention, where we help you enjoy the pursuit of purpose. Remember, don't wait. Start small. Learn as you go. Hello, friends. Welcome to Student of Intention. I'm your host, Bobby Dysart. Student of Intention is a little corner of the podcasting world where we help you enjoy the pursuit of purpose. We spark, strengthen, and support self-discovery. <clears throat> the person who just gave that uh, wonderful intention was a good friend of mine named Ash Kumra, and I'm excited to welcome Ash on today's show. We'll get into his story of self-discovery a little bit, as well as um, an update on my own journey. But before we do, I want to just take a moment to recap season two. If you've been following along, season two is dedicated to two things. One, highlighting the five buckets, the five buckets framework and book, which is a framework and book that served as a catalyst for my own journey of living with intention and also this podcast, the newsletter, uh, and the community. The second intention was to highlight the community members themselves by welcoming them onto the show. Um, so we covered the relationship bucket with my friend Chelsea Bosley. We covered creativity with Monica Snyder. The health bucket with Ryan Kearney. Learning with Alex Gafford. And then finally, the work bucket um, with Adam Cleveland uh, in the last show. And so now here in this final episode of season two... Um, I think it's time to uh, to reset and recharge, nice. as Ash said yeah. there in his in his intention. And what better way to do it than to hear a little bit about uh, another community member going through his own recent self discovery and his own recent journey of living with intention? Ash now is, I mean, I guess Ash has always been a content creator, right? Um, but most recently, he's become the host of a show called Ashburgers. It's a comedy podcast and vlog series. Um, Ash is a lot of things. He's certainly all things entrepreneur. He's always been a person that's comfortable with a microphone on his hand, whether that's on stage at an event or at his radio show that he's done here in Orange County. And most importantly, he's a really, really good friend oh, and one nice I trust um, fully. So thank you, Ash. Welcome to Student of Intention. Hey, that was very nice of you, bro. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. I think this is like, it's like a third time on your doing a podcast with you because I did your uh, other show, music show, and wasn't I on your original Student of Intention? Or was this just my second time? I can't even keep up. It's all good. This is your second one. Right. Um, first time on Student of Intention. But uh, but yeah, Ash and I connected on the Bobby Dysart music show. Yeah, yeah. Which is just another thing that... Uh, we're still uh, clicking away on what on what that will be. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, at the end of the day, that's I think that's what I'm I'm finding. Student of intention is about is is figuring ourselves out, figuring out the actions that reflect the people we want to be. And so, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm excited to get an update on you. Yeah. Ashburgers is a new shift. Yeah. It, it is. is an action in. I think a big different direction. Very different. Um, but maybe more of a direction that reflects the person that you are, the person that you want to be. Instead of saying who I will be, I think it's just who I am. I think it's important to think like that. That's right. Because that's why I'm so easy to talk about it. Um, 
I'm not going to lie. Um, you know how you hear a lot of times that you're your own worst enemy, your ego's the one that gets in the way and all that? Yeah. I should have done Asperger's a long time ago, just to be very blunt with you. Mm. But I kept battling things in my head. I kept battling like, oh, will this work? Will, what will people think? This is totally, like you said, different from everything I do, right? Well, before you jump into that, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. or maybe this is you talking about it, yeah, yeah. you made that distinction of I said who I want to be, you said who I am. Mm-hmm. I guess my my argument against that language is who the heck knows? That's true. And I've always say this, who you are will evolve as mm-hmm. you get older. What I like now is different than 10 years ago, maybe 10 years from now. So I hear you, bro. I yeah. hear you. I hear you. But we we work with what we've got. We yeah. uh, we live in the present and um, and and take action as as we feel right. So tell me a little bit more. Yeah. So let's just recap for anyone who didn't see the music show because I did briefly mention Ashburgers too. Then um, basically, it's so funny. When I'm talking about Ashburgers. I was all serious. That's only what Ashburgers is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll recap it. When I had you on the music show, you were pretty timid about talking about it. Yeah. And with regards to your background, I mentioned a little bit at the top of the show. Um, but for the last, I don't know, year and a half, you've been focused on building a mindfulness company. Yeah. Um, yeah. An app, right? Yeah, yeah. Called uh, Peak Mindful. Peak yeah. Mindful, right? And you've always sort of hovered around the tech space, yep. always sort of hovered around um, always have been an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so maybe what I heard in the music show when you're sort of resisting talking about Ashburgers is, is it's definitely something different, right? It's yeah. comedy. Um, it's its main focus and purpose is video, is YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you didn't you didn't say much didn't, on the show. I didn't say much because I was still holding back. In fact, I, I revisited um, the audio, at least, um, from that interview on your Spotify channel. And, uh, oh my God, I was like, it was like this shield. I had this vest in front of me. And what I'm trying to tell you is, well, first off, everything happens for a reason. So I'm not, I don't have a regret. Okay. <laughs> but I will say though, that, um, a couple things have happened recently that made me realize what do I got to lose? One thing is my birthday happened right after that show. Yeah, you went up to San Francisco. Yeah, and it was a big birthday. It was for my 40th birthday. You know, it wasn't like 30 or 20 <laughs> or 35 or like 55. I get it. I think 40 is universally recognized as a... Uh, it's a big number, yeah. right? And so, A, I, I that happened. Number two, I started to realize... This is the timeline. I started to realize around my 40th birthday, okay, I... I got one life to lose. I got to just do this. So I started to like spend more time. And here's what happened. In this journey, this veil of BS behaviors and BS puffed up thoughts that I thought I was should be based on what I think would work based on like society norms started to like go away. And when it started to go away, these like emotions started to come. I started to get really like deep with myself. And I have to thank the peak mindful experience because one thing that was happening when I was building that peak mindful business was that I was starting to do more meditations because the content was all about meditations and breath work. And so I started to like do more of it now. And I was like, oh my God, I'm starting from ground zero all over again. Mm. And that was my biggest, biggest struggle was like, if I do this project, I have to start from ground zero because I've never done anything talking about mental health, spectrum stuff, comedy, and this stuff. So that was why I held back for so long. But on my fourth, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start to go in that journey. And so I started to go into that. Yeah. I mean, tell me a little bit more about the emotions though. Like, um, because I think we can all relate to that. We can all relate to that feeling of like, okay, something doesn't quite feel the way that I want it to feel, right? Particularly an occupational pursuit. Yeah. Something as big as starting a business for sure. And then we also have these competing feelings of like, I'm interested in this other thing, or this maybe more reflects me. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. What does that feel like in the moment, if you can remember? Yeah. And then B, how do you start to sort of lean into that other piece? What so, does that look like? So the feeling that I had was regret. Regret. Mm. Regret meaning 
you know, I made that comment to you. Um, I think I made this comment a little a few minutes ago that, um, you know, I should have done this 10 years ago. Yeah. That was my slip. That was my me being a regretting guy again. Mm-hmm. And so regret came because I've never, I've always believed that I'm meant to do something, some content creative out of the box project like this. But I was like, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? Why did I do this 15 years ago? Why didn't I do this five years ago? Why, why not? So this deep regret. But here's what I learned. Regret is all mind made because if it's how you think of things. So this is one thing I started to realize. If you start to see reg- those past experiences as like learning experiences, then you shouldn't be regretful about anything. But I, but I, but trust me, I, I didn't think, but at my 40th, I started to get that idea, but I, but I started to improve, but that, but it, it was hard, bro. Like I went reclusive for a while. Like I just, I just was holed up in my office and like, I would start to just read stuff and create stuff, but no one would see it. Cause I wasn't ready yet for the world to see it, mm. but something pivotal happened the last few weeks too um but real quick let's talk about regret yeah yeah of course regret's interesting regret is like and i don't know if you agree but i sense it's one of these words that like it's just such a bad connotation everybody like it's very cliche to say like i have no regrets right but but that's what everybody says they have no regrets right yeah is it possible because what it sounds like to me and i i feel the same way that regret actually can be a positive. You can actually have a regret. It's okay to admit, like, I regret not doing this sooner. Yeah. And I feel good that now I have the opportunity to go do that thing, right? Yes. Or I have at least the awareness that this is more uh, important to me enough now that I want to go do it. Right. And in that sense, it's sort of okay to acknowledge, like, yeah, I wish I would have done this sooner. Is that uh, is that fair to say about your situation? Yeah, yeah. straight up. No. Yeah, I think we. I, I I can't speak for others, but I, I feel that at least there's some things that I'm I've never had an issue with. Like I've never had an issue of oh, I'll find a business idea or I'll get a job or I'll make money. Those things don't bother me. I've always been able to just get into that or you know. Um, but for me though, the regret thing, and I know some people are like, oh, don't worry about regret. Pfft, that's hard for me to work on. Mm-hmm. it's really hard because you know what's happened I, i'm being serious and i said this briefly in your last episode or the music show with you i puffed myself up and got so busy in this facade world trying to be something i'm not that these emotions of regret that i've had for like 10 15 years were like repressed mm-hmm. and then around my 40th or i should say most of 2021 I made that realization that I'm not going to do all those things. It's not what I'm supposed to do. So because that sh- that vest is gone, all these emotions came to me. All these emotions of regret and even loneliness and like all these things that are around regret just came. And man, it has been a journey. You know, but but then I saw the light. Um I I've 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 read and heard that um when you're the the toughest pain is when you gain or was that you know those things that like you really grow when like times are tough not when things are just so cushioned for sure yeah for sure i mean that's i think that's a sign of growth right you know you're in growth if maybe you're crying (laughs) if something doesn't feel right right if you're scared if you have a lot of fear um then i should be seven feet tall then (laughs) i've been i've been oh man it's been a lot and it's and it's it's okay um i i that's what i'm talking about with you yeah yeah well cool well cool okay so you go through this uh period of growth and and i can relate to that man like i think in september when i started this when i started this version of 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 Mm -hmm. my life this version of self-discovery i was was definitely at a crossroads with myself. There was a ton of emotions, yeah. you know, and, and it was, it spanned more areas than, than work. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, dr- drinking was a really big thing yeah, for me. I, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should just throw away drinking forever. Um, if I should just say, Hey, this is who I am and, and, and indulge. Is there even possibility of like a happy medium? Um, and I think there's other things related to myself that, that I sort of found myself at a crossroads with um, there, there, there's, there was the work thing too, of just always being driven by building other people's companies, their revenue engines. And, you know, there's a whole different artistic side of me that I've sort of suppressed myself forever. Yeah. You know? Um, and I talk about it in the book. I've talked about it here. You know, I, I write poetry, I write, um, you know, short stories, et cetera. Um, and just, 
never found an outlet for him or a need. Yeah. And then voila, you know, September start leaning in um, <laughs> one little bit at a time and, and, and fast forward, here we are. So I can, I can relate to you on that. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about, you know, where I've come and where I'm at now. Cause what I'm finding, and I'm sure you'll, you'll appreciate this is this is, this is just going to keep happening. <laughs> this is, you know, we, we find a, a path, we find some momentum and then we hit some challenges yeah. and we find some growth and then we find a path and we find some momentum. Um, so let's talk about you, you, you felt that emotion, you felt that regret, you're leaning into something new. That new thing I think is in the shape of work. Yeah. And it's called Ashburgers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so around this time, um, you know, and I remember, I even talked to you about this. I'm like, if I'm going to do a show called Ashburgers and, and just before everyone understands Ashburgers is like, it's, it's just my take on how I'm growing myself. It's a self-discovery of, look, I've acknowledged that I'm likely on the spectrum, which I'll get to in a sec. I'm, 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 I'm all about trying to self-improve myself. But at the same time, I feel that things like comedy and entertainment and these things are ways that can bind us all together. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's something that heals us. I think we live in a time right now where we need a lot of healing. I need healing. I know others need healing. I feel a lot, I, I, many people I meet. And so, I mean, you got a lot of great stuff in there. You've got your, your own self-discovery, which yeah. looks like the form of acknowledging that you have this, um, I don't want to call it a condition. Yeah. I call it a superpower. So <laughs> we'll call it a superpower. So when someone hears the name Ashburgers and it is a play on words, um, I have to, I have to give credit words to a very good friend of mine. Here's the story. He saw often that I was watching comedy with him and other stuff. And he was like, Hey, you're not processing these jokes. Like I could tell you're faking it. Like you might be on the spectrum. And I've been wanting to say this to you for wow. a while. But you might be on the spectrum and don't get offended. And at first, Ego Ash, because this was before 2021, this was like in the fall, I think, when he said this to me of 2020. Yeah. I was still like, no, I'm good, man. No, dude, don't worry about it. But then he kept bringing up examples. He's just he's just good at that, like picking at it. And then and then um ah, I, I just realized, wow, being on the spectrum isn't some society stigma. Cause again, I was still thinking, oh, what are people gonna think? Is this a condition or whatever? It's like, no, it's like it's just an acknowledgement that I have a hyper focused brain power on certain things. Mm -hmm. And I started to look into it and I started to talk to there's this whole group, this is world called the Aspie world. It's crazy on YouTube. The Aspie world? Aspie world. Aspie world. A-S-P-I-E. That's it. like that cool lingo for it. There's like Aspie comedians, Aspie influencers, Aspie like community it's really crazy like how much they talk about being on the spectrum and how it's okay so this friend pointed this out to you yeah and at first you resisted and a lot of other people pointed out too because then i start to talk to people people wanted to say yeah i've kind of felt you are on the spectrum i just didn't want to tell you to your face huh. i didn't want to hurt your feelings because i didn't know how you'd take it because of the society statements wow yeah and so long story short um uh, i'm very happy because if I'm going to do a show called Ashburgers, which is a play on words, and it's my name, Ash. By the way, it's A-S-H-B-U-R-G-E-R-S. I'm never going to have it. It's not with E. That's a little too crazy, you know? <laughs> uh, but, and number two, um, the show will never make fun of anyone with any condition. I'm If anyone's making fun of anyone, it's myself. I laugh at myself. It's all about me, like, laughing at myself if anyone gets clowned. I'm featuring people. I'm featuring comedy, witty conversations, my vlog, which is my daily journey. You, know, you could see here that I have my little thing. Like I'm all in on this. It's 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 very cool. It's a funny experience. But anyways, long story short, um, I'm not here to advocate that you have to go get tested for being on the spectrum. I'm just here to advocate that be okay with the fact that you might have some unusual gifts or superpowers, and and find out. Don't hold back. And if you want to keep it on the down low, cool. You don't have to tell anyone. For me, doing a show like Ashburgers, I have to be full vulnerable. I have to be this person that I am. I can't be like, yeah, I have a show called Ashburgers. I'm not going to tell you if I'm on the spectrum or not. Oh, I'm still, just, you know what I mean? I got to be like all in. That's For what sure. I feel. And yeah. you're, I, I mean, I've also noticed your. I think for a long time you've had this affinity for comedy. Yeah, I But have. you're intentionally bringing in comedy into Ashburgers. Um, because I think you see that it, it sort of completes this 
superpower of yours? It helped. Well, same story. Go back to that situation about, hey, you, I noticed you watch this comedy and you're not processing. He actually challenged me to watch more comedy every day. And he's like, start watching more comedy and see what happens. And I could say I process things a lot better. And so everyone understands, well, disclaimer, I'm not a therapist, psychologist, MD. So I want to be very clear when I say processing. For me, processing means I'm not afraid to say I don't understand something versus saying, oh, yeah, everything's good. But in secret my head, like, I don't get it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying for processing for me. But now when I watch comedy, it's like I'm able to say, oh, I don't get it. And, and because I'm more vulnerable and acknowledging there's things I don't know, now when I watch comedy, I'm able to get it better. It's weird. I'm telling you, man, I, 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 when I said earlier that my biggest enemy has been myself, man, my toxic ego, man, for the last so many years, and I've had good times too, don't get me wrong, but... It is. It has held me back from doing this project that I'm meant to do. Mm. Man, well, thank you for sharing. And it's, I mean, it's it's just cool to watch, dude, as your Thanks, friend. Brother. And you're doing what I preach all the time, which is yeah. you're taking action. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter how weird, how challenging, um, you know, something feels, how much resistance there may be, um, Actually, in in many ways, I mean, Stephen Pressfield says the more resistance you have, (laughs) the more you're meant to go do that thing. Yeah, thank you. But uh, the answer is always action. And you got yourself a studio. Yeah, painted it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You put in all your different props and pictures, and in short order, really made it your own, man. Thanks, man. It's a a place of peace. It's a place of uh, of uh, comedy and creativity. We'll say, yeah, yeah, and. Like that, that's the thing that I just, that I nerd out on right now is seeing people lean into those curiosities, lean into those feelings and just act upon them. Oh, so bravo. Bravo to you, man. Do you remember that walk we had when I was that, that, that infamous walk before you did this whole thing? And I'm like, all right, man, how many months do you got? Remember, yeah. is your wife cool? I gave you those like prerequisites and you're like. I can do this for a little while. My wife wouldn't care because my, you know, your wife's very successful on her own. And I was like, all right, you need to do this project. And you even came up with student of intention on that walk, or you were thinking about it. No, you, you're exactly right. We were walking um, on Newport Shores, yeah, yeah, beach together, morning coffee walk, and I was confiding in you what to do with this book. So yep. I, I had poured the manuscript out onto a Google Doc. I knew. I knew I had something there that meant a lot to me and something that in a framework that I had subscribed to, but I didn't know really where to go next. Or if I did know, I was scared to go. Um, And, you know, just talking through it with you, um, you sort of reaffirmed the the confidence and support that I had um, in my life and um, decided on, hey, let's let's create a newsletter let's let's keep you know let's keep digging through this this well here um of self-discovery of living with intention and do it in the form of a newsletter and podcast and because it was broader because it was something different outside the framework itself he said uh what do you think about the name student of intention and, yeah and you liked it <laughs> it's a great name i mean look what's happened people can't see this logo is like it's amazing. I mean, I, it's swag. I mean, if I was a shirt, I'd wear it. It's like, it would be good. I mean, one day, hopefully you sell it. It's a good shirt. I mean, you know, merch or whatever. But I just remember, it's funny because that memory comes to my mind. And then I'm going to talk about the CES. Remember CES? I, I remember CES because, dude, I want, I'm happy you're bringing up CES because that, that was an interesting time for sure. So I, I want to know from your perspective. Yeah, so this was like in Jan 2020. And I was really egoic ash back then. So I'm not a, at all trying to like be <laughs> preachy, okay? I was in my own world. I was like, oh, I'm going to get this projects and oh, I'm going to crush it. Ah, all this stuff, right? And and I don't really make that noise. I just liked in this situation. <laughs> but I was like, and I remember talking to you and you were like, yeah, man, I got I got to go to this party, this party. This, I got to do all these, these blah, blah, blah. And I remember seeing you that night at um, the YEC party. That's right. Okay, and and I look at you now, and I look at you then. You like lost half your weight, but it wasn't like you're not like lo- you didn't lose weight like the skinny like treadmill way. Like you got muscular and you got like you're healthy. 
And I felt that the moment you decided that your your bigger purpose is to do is to be a writer and a community builder, build student attention, you know, etc. I feel like you this light, this glow around you, you have more energy, like you mm-hmm. don't booze at all. And I'm not advocating everyone does not have to booze, but you and I aren't really into boozing. You know what I mean? So that's right. why I'm saying that. So, um, but yeah, don't you feel that when you, when you real, when you lined your purpose, you just felt healthier inside and out? Well, of course. I mean, I think to answer the question another way is to just think about, I, I haven't thought about that event. I haven't thought about that yeah. in a long time. Um, that was CES February, 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Las Vegas. And just that this is the first time thinking of that memory in a long time. And <clears throat> just that, that just seems like a lifetime ago. And I, I, I know that I, when I talked to you on the phone and when I was trying to meet up with you, I, I, did not intend to sound the way that you describe. Um, but I think that's that's sort of the feedback I was getting a lot through life was like, I was constantly <clears throat> figuring out that I was showing up in ways that I didn't necessarily want to, or I didn't know that I was showing up. Yeah. Because um, I just, I wasn't really connected with myself, as, as weird as that sounds. Um, I had a lot of competing um, you know, priorities and competing <sighs> paths. Uh, I just had a lot of uncertainty. I just didn't know what I was doing, frankly. Um, and I was out there on a whim. I was trying to explore this other entrepreneurial opportunity of, of um, providing a sales engine for a offshore software development company. And that was you know, big splash event, go get connected with the right people and, you know, see what happens. And man, it was, I think just the combination of, of really not knowing that world with going there without an agenda and sort of getting swallowed up by Las Vegas in my own way at that time, like it just kicked the crap out of me. And I can't imagine what I looked like at that YEC event. Um, You know, I've always been a guy that can, you know, clean up, polish yeah you know slick his hair back throw a suit on whatever and uh at the same time man i i I remember i didn't have a lot of sleep and i just didn't have any passion or purpose for what i was doing i and i was spending money to get there i was i was hustling you know i was i was hustling because i saw opportunity um and that was like i think that was the beginning of of the end of that sort of like of just that journey of where yeah. I was like, man, like how much longer can I do this? This doesn't feel right. And I'm just sort of going against my own grain. And yeah, man, now to think of, you know, from September to now what's happened and don't get me wrong, new challenges exist. I just said this, this cycle is going to repeat itself, yeah. but I feel a lot closer to the, to myself. That's, you know? that's all that matters. And that's what I'm learning is that you got to just, uh, if you're dealing with the pain or if it's gain, if it's everything's good, but you're getting close, you're connecting with yourself. Like I'm being honest, like I'm dealing with emotions. Since you asked me earlier, I'm just bringing this up again. I'm dealing with emotions. Like I suppressed for so long. Mm. I feel like I'm five years old learning what it means to cry or what it means to have regret. That's how deep in my own head I was. And I still have to remind myself. I feel like I was a, instead of an alcoholic, I was an egoholic. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> is it egoholic uh but i want to let's get back to you for a sec because I, I thought about something um obviously we've talked a lot about okay we've dealt with a lot of stuff and we've grown and this and that let's talk about the present moment as of this interview as you're gearing up for season three of the show and your book's gonna launch soon um what's worked now like what did you cut out and what are you like focused on now yeah that's a good question i mean um the five bucket says it all, you know, yeah. I, and, and what's happened recently that I'm just like, I'm just like stoked on is, you know, I journal every morning, I do morning pages every morning. And lately I've been just saying like over and over again, thank you so much. I have so much gratitude for the five buckets framework, just supplanting itself in my mind. Nice. Cause that's, that's the pinnacle of everything. I, 
you know, at that retreat, for whatever reason, this idea seized me that I'm going to name intentions across relationships, creativity, health, learning, and work. So cool. And intentions in that moment and still to this day, I think the smaller, the better, right? They're like, I, I define them as a planned moment I want to experience, right? And it can be the tiniest, tiniest, you know, fragment of a memory or of a moment. Um, but just planning to, to, to make that part of my life, prioritizing it and then completing it, whatever it is across those, those different areas. And then reflecting on it and saying, you know, does that look like me or does that not look like me? Yeah. Right. If I didn't do it, then maybe it doesn't serve me. Maybe that's just really not, you know, the version of me that I want to be, or am I avoiding it because, um, cause some, some past pain or some, you know, bad habits that I have going on or, or habits that don't serve me. I shouldn't even call them bad. Right. Um, so that's been it. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that, that, that ability to, uh, in affinity for, um, planning out small specific moments that I want to experience that I can say with fervor, I want this to be part of my life. Um, and then doing that over and over again. I mean, I'm naming intentions now every day. I used to, you know, in the book, I talk about naming it every week. Now I name them every day. I do five a day. I need to start doing that. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm, going to make that commitment now. Starting tomorrow, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to start to do the, I'm going to do that because I really enjoyed the reset recharge thing today. That's right. And I, and I don't do the intentions every day. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I should. Well, that's because you don't have the book yet. So we'll get you a copy uh, all right, when it's finished and we'll get you in that Perfect. practice. But, Perfect. um, you know, outside of that, of course, like the, 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 what those things now are right. Um, you mentioned cutting out alcohol, mm-hmm. um, which I think is another thing to bring up. Um, I've taken it. I think there's two ways to look at like discovering yourself. You can sort of rip things away from your life, right? Like alcohol or, or smoking or or toxic people, toxic people. Right. Right. And, and, and sure. Did I go through that phase? Yeah. Yeah. But I would actually say that more than that, I've added things to my life. Nice. Um, I, I, you know, I call it, I think I talk about in the book, um, addition, addition by subtraction or subtraction by way of addition. And, you know, the, the other things will sort of fall off if you just add in the people that you want in your life, you add in the experiences you want in your life, you add in the habits that you want in a life. Like you only have so much room <laughs> to make you, you. Um, and that's, you know, that, that's, that's definitely been me and, and something I'm going to continue to do. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Um, I think one thing I like about you too, is that with this journey, um, I love this passion you have for building a community. Mm. This whole community you've built. I mean, did you, I know you always talked about it. I, I want to build a community. I remember you were talking about that space you wanted to rent too. You know, Newport, remember that like space, a community space. Maybe you'll have it one day. <laughs> someday, baby, someday. Someday, someday. Um, but what have you learned with the community building aspect? Because I remember that walk we had a few weeks ago, you, Van, and I, and you were so into it. And like, what have you, so I could tell it's like a party. Like, what have you learned How's your mission improved or what have you learned from building that community? Yeah, I mean, I've learned a few things. One, and with respect to that walk, I've learned that the community, I, I need to not rush to define what the community looks okay. like. Okay, right? that's cool. So I'm actually really grateful that you had that conversation the way that you did. Um, I always feel bad because I'm always picking at you and you're always resisting. It ah! is brutal. It is brutal. <laughs> Some like to to be totally fair, and then I'll send you this long like Sopranos dramatic audio voicemail. That's right. I'm an audio. I'm a communicator. I'm not a writer, so I can't write you long. I want to say your voice note was like four and a half minutes. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, dude, Ash, I get it, brother. Your wife probably thinks I'm crazy. I get it. You probably like Ash is crazy. (laughs) Um, but one, yeah. Yeah. So I, I learned that I needed to not be in a rush to define what the community looks like. I've got, you know, I've got. 15 folks will say involved in the community in one way, shape or form right now. And, um, I don't right now. I don't have the, the exact way that I want to grow it or formalize it further. So I want to stay with where we're at. Okay. Um, which in that conversation, that's not 
the situation I was in. I was looking to scale it up. I was looking to give a lot of my time, attention, and finances to that. Um, and let me give some context because sure. um, I'm going to go back to what we had talked about offline right before this interview started. When I was telling you about why I'm all in on wanting to be a YouTube content creator and, and yeah. whatnot, okay? Um, I'm a big believer now more than ever is that when you can find out what you like and what you have some decency at or you're decently okay at, if not good at, then you should, and you have the ability to spend time on it every day, then do it. Mm. So for me, one of the reasons why I feel more free is because you even mentioned, like, I've always been creating content. That's and, right. but I, but so I was like, all right, if I'm going to create content, what can I do that is like, that like is authentically me and it's self-expression, self-growth, whether it's peak mindful or whether it's these ego things, like it was all around self-growth, like being a better entrepreneur, building community. And now it's like, my own self diagnosing myself and people who, who are like me want to better themselves. But for me, I realize that I have to go all in on this YouTube vlogging, podcasting kind of medium. And so what I was trying to tell you that day was, look, dude, you want to be a community builder, dude, props. There's nothing wrong. We need that, especially post COVID. But when I first met you and you were pitching me student of intention, it was like, what about your book? What about the what about the thing the words and the 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 purpose that made you want to leave your full time sales consulting and building stuff? Mm. Does this align with that? And so that's what I was trying to tell you that day. And then I tried to say in my four minute audio, but my point is is that that's all I was trying to say. So I never will tell anyone idea is bad. I'm now telling people is this what you really are meant to do? Because time is. I'm not saying don't be fearful of time, but just know that you have limited time every day to do the things. And if you can do things that matter, then why not just work on those things? And I'm every day I have to work on that. There's, right. I can get distracted too. So yeah, it's a reminder. No, man. Like I said, I appreciate it. Um, uh, because it definitely gave me that awareness of like maybe I don't want to go down the path in the way that the community path in the way that I was thinking at that time. Um. But the second thing that I've learned is <clears throat> the, you know, the, the people that are involved are really, really helpful yeah. and they get it. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to shy. I don't want to turn them away and I don't necessarily want to, um, you know, misfocus or, or go down, um, you know, a, a distracted path. Right. So I need to sort of figure those things out, but, um, They've they've really been a big part of it, and they will Good. continue. The people that are involved in there now will continue to be a big part of it. Um, you know, the third thing that I've learned, I think that's just kind of dovetails off of that, is like part of my own journey of self discovery is bringing it out in others, right, and being in service of others. And so that includes the that includes the community, that includes folks that read the newsletter, folks that listen to this pod, folks that. Um, just, you know, see me once in a while on social, whether it be LinkedIn or Instagram. Um, I want, I, I know that what I really want to do in this moment, um, is I want to spark strengthen and support self-discovery. However, someone interacts with me, how awesome. little someone interacts with me and whether it's them just hearing about my story or picking up my book or, listening to other folks stories on this pod um literally whatever it is as long as it gives them just enough awareness context etc to take a little action discover a new path um and then ultimately align with the universe like that's what i'm focused on dude that's sick yeah so speaking of suit of intention let's go back to the book now you just mentioned that the book will come out any day now what have you learned from writing this book? Because when we went on that walk to where you are now, yeah, you had a draft, you had a manuscript, but yeah. you've obviously it sounds like you've evolved it. And you've what have, what has changed? What has been the same with the book? I've learned a lot. I want. I think another one thing that I want to commit to that I don't also want don't want to be distracted by. I want to write just a quick ebook that I'll heck I'll maybe even just give it away for free on how to how to write uh and publish and sell a book 
Good. Because it's a process, as you might imagine. Yeah, yeah. And one that I think I I went through different phases of saying like, oh, this is a lot easier than I expected. And then, oh, this is way harder than I expected. And, yeah. you know, all the way, I think at one point I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. This sucks. <laughs> this is brutal. Um, but... <clears throat> You know, it's, uh, I, I think it's a great experience because it serves as like sort of a mini hero's journey amongst our big hero's journey. Um, just like I'm sure you, uh, you experienced with creating Peak Mindful. Yeah. Right. And creating Asperger's, right. It's yeah. just another thing that we can pour ourselves into. The cool thing about a book is it literally has a beginning, middle and end. So it's a contained, at least when you're writing it, it's a contained reflection of, of a full, full fledged journey. That's so funny. Uh, one of my interviews I did this week. So as of this as of this conversation, um, when this airs, the Ashburgers YouTube channel just got launched, and I've now you know been starting to do tapings for my podcast. So Ashburgers has two parts. It has a daily vlog and it has a podcast. And the podcast is me with my two hosts and interviews with comedy comedian entertainer types. I interviewed this week uh, Doug Ellen. He created the show Entourage. You ever watch Entourage? Of course I watch Entourage, okay. baby. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. By the way, his favorite TV show. He said this on air. Sopranos! Okay. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. Someone that creative. So Wow. That's you're welcome cool. for introducing me to that. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but Doug's also from a different age. He's 52. So for him... Sopranos was a hip show at that time. You know what I mean? So that's why. It's still a hip show. That's still a great. hip show. That's true. Mike uh, dropped on the Sopranos. You did yes. good. Thank you. Um, anyhow, um, it's funny because I, I, we obviously asked them all these questions about Entourage, Entourage, because do you create an Entourage? And I saw that he still is Entourage guy, but his mind is also now onto other things. Yeah. It was like a part of his life. You know, That's like right. he's, it's interesting. He's all about wanting to just, he like loves the podcasting world. Like he has mm-hmm. two podcasts. It's crazy. And he's, it's, that's it, a whole other conversation. But the point is, is that I saw what you just said. It clicked in my head. Someone super creative, like a Doug Allen, who's like, yeah, Entourage was me. I wrote it for a time when, which I saw as I experienced Hollywood through the eyes of Vince and all, but I'm also beyond that now to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's how, how it's served me is it, 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 it was a commitment, um, be it a, you know, a, a challenging commitment, but, but also an achievable commitment. You know, we're not talking about a 90,000 word model, uh, novel here. Yeah. We're talking about a 15,000 word, um, you know, personal growth book and workbook. And so it, it, it gave me, I think just enough of a project to let me, a allow me to lean into that artistic side of my person that I've been avoiding and sort of suppressing for a long time, but, um, but also get through it, figure it out now, publish it. And now the next, you know, the next thing is sell it, bring it to the market, get people, um, again, on their own journey of self-discovery and, um, do it through the means that I just referenced okay. right? the show and, and everything else. What has been, what have been some things you've learned? Let's talk about the podcast for sex. You've season two, which means you've done how many interviews have you done total for Student of Intention? I don't know, but at least sixteen, maybe more. Okay, um, and then I think nine music shows. Okay, so you've done a total of twenty-five podcast episodes from that walk that we had when you're like, all right, I'm going to go work on this. That's right. What have you learned about yourself? From these interviews because that will help you with season three or whatever you decide to do with the whole overall vision mm, what have i learned i've learned i can do it i mean first and foremost right like i remember walking into this studio my first pod i was uh, i was a guest on chris's pod and i was nervous as shit um i think my voice even cracked so um i've definitely learned that i can do it um with repetition with consistency and i've also learned that people say yes. You know, when you ask people to, to do things for you, um, a lot of them want to, want to help you out. Yeah. A lot of them want to say yes. So early on I had a ton of tension just asking, you know, these are people that are in orange County that are friends, you know, asking Mick, asking Carrie, um, 
you know, asking some of these people. I really like that Mick interview. Carrie was good, of course, but Mick interview. 100%. Wow. That hit me. Yeah. So it was really cool to learn that like, dude, people want to help you out. And I'm getting, I think, more and more comfortable asking folks to do this and having conversation with these folks um, that I know are going to help other people. So that's another thing I learned. Um, I think lastly is you can, is it's just always improve, like always keep reaching higher for, you know, for different guests, you know, again, in the spirit of people say yes, want to help, like, okay, maybe I'll go ask Rich Roll to be on the podcast, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, maybe I'll go ask Stephen Pressfield. Dude, Julie let me Cameron. tell you something. This is the greatest time right now. Um, all you have to, people are accessible. Yeah. I didn't know Doug Ellen. Mm-hmm. I just reached out to him on social. Yeah. I'm just saying like whoever your person you want it's a numbers game. Hit out 10 of them and you'll get one of them. Yeah. Or maybe you hit up 100, you'll get one of them. It's just a patience game. But it's never, people have been never more accessible. That's one of the positive things I'll say about social media. I know there's a lot of bad things we yeah, can talk right. about. Yeah. But I do like the fact that like, yeah, they're saying the day where I slid in the DM and I just DM a bunch of people. Mm. <laughs> that's all I do. Slid into the DM. That's, 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 that is the strategy. For whatever reason, or not for whatever reason, but a lot of these uh, very influential people, influencers, um, they look at their Instagram and mm-hmm. it is what it is. So just if you want to reach Rich Roll, hound them on Instagram if that's your key. Yep. Yep. I mean, and, and I think it's worth noting that the number one most important thing I've learned, and this is hard for a person that indexes on action. You know, I'm, I'm the person that if somebody says, hey, I want to jump out of airplane. Okay, go find the airplane. Like, let's do this. Um, you know, if we want to write a book, cool. Grab some paper. Let's start writing. Yeah. Right. That That is important. And patience is important. Yeah. There's... There's no rushing the process of writing a book, no rushing the process of putting together a you know newsletter, podcast. There's no rushing the process of self-discovery. Um, you can you can do more action, you know, you can continue to show up, you can continue to learn more, um, you know, do, do do as much as you can to sort of help the process along. But I've got to remain patient. Um, things get wacky and things get uncomfortable in a bad way when I set expectations and then I don't meet those expectations. When I'm like trying to rush things because I'm like, it, I just expect it to be better than it is now. Yeah. Unfoundedly. That's deep, That's deep man. You know? And I'm... I'm I'm grateful for that too. You know, I told you I was really grateful for the five buckets. Like that re-realization just keeps coming up. The other thing I'm just really grateful for lately is the patience that I seem to have with myself and with this process. Um, because I'm I'm definitely not always been that guy. Definitely yeah. not always been the patient man. What are your habits every day to do that keep you so grounded or focused on these thinkings? Oh man, I feel like I'm beating a dead record here with the, uh, or bed, dead horse, I should say, with the five buckets. But um, morning pages are a must. Shout to Chris Decker, studio captain, for bringing that back into my world. That's three pages of unprompted writing every single morning. Um, I got to get outside and move, beach runs, um, garage workouts, whatever it takes. Um, got to get outside and move. Um, diet wise, what are you doing? Diet's great. Diet's great. Still, I'd say 85% vegan, 15% not. Nice. Um, don't really drink. I'll have, I think I've had three glasses of wine in 2021. Wow. Two different weddings. So it's weird when you drink it after so long. I had, I went to Houston, you know, for this, I I mentioned I went to Texas last two weeks ago for a family wedding Mm -hmm. and I had, a, I had two different situations where I drank alcohol. I wanted to see what my body would be like. I had scotch for the first time in like two years. And it was like good scotch. It was like blue label. I had a cup. Mm. The next day, I didn't have a hangover, but I felt just off. <laughs> Back in the day, I can have a couple glasses of scotch. I'd be fine. And another night, I had two glasses of wine, red wine, cab, a cab. And it was a wedding celebration. I just want to see how I'd be. 
it was so weird for my body. And again, I'm not advocating everyone has to live their life and do what they need to do, but I'm just saying that when you get yourself off something and that isn't really healthy for you and you jump back on it just to try it out, it was weird how my body processed. I was actually proud of myself. That means my body is so resistant to like well, I mean, you're talking about zero to 120 when you're talking about scotch. So, yeah, you know, it was interesting. May, maybe, maybe just chill on like a. I'm not drinking nice again. I just want to see what it was like. Cool. Like, I, I, might, I might drink socially, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, brother, I mean, um, uh, you know, reading as much as I can and then doing as much creative work. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be at least three, four hours um, a day is like the target of in sort of creator mode. And what that looks like is, you know, writing, potting, you know, planning, inviting, connecting, whatever it is, um, building, uh, plans for, uh, for consulting clients too. I'm trying, I think that's, that's the latest update too, that I'm really excited about is for the last, I, I guess since I've started this thing, since September, I've looked at, okay, there's student of intention, Bobby, and then there's sales entrepreneur Bobby and those are two very different human beings and I think that's just ridiculous now um I didn't think it was ridiculous before but now I'm like I'm 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 not those two separate people I am you're one I am one that's the key um and so uh, that I'm realizing how to actually bring those worlds in the form bring together those two sides of me in the form of an offer for um software companies, early stage startups, companies that I tend to work with. So um, be on the lookout. Student of intention, consulting engagements, events, they're on the horizon. Can't wait, In very short order. Can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, cool, man. This was was fun. This was fun. Um, Appreciate you. Last minute. I I can't thank you enough, dude. I mean, I think the other thing in full transparency with the... uh, with the community and listeners today, like this was today was one of those moments where I had a lot of work creep up over, uh, and a lot of family stuff creep up over the weekend, had family stuff, work stuff sort of hijacked the beginning of my week. And I came in here sort of just resistant, almost like, almost like, Hey, I don't have to do a pod today. I don't need to do it. I can, I can punt till next week. And I was like, fuck that dude fuck that action is always the answer don't always don't overthink it go and do the pod and that being said i don't know if i come here and do it if i don't know that i have ash kumra um that can come in here and jump in with me and <laughs> give me a little update on Ashburgers. thanks man tease a little bit of update out of me and my journey here in yeah. student of attention well, this so, was fun man so thank you yeah thank you brother hey it's bobby thanks for listening to today's show For more, follow Student of Intention at www.studentofintention.com. And remember, don't wait, start small, learn as you go.